What better way to listen to the Stay Woke podcast than listen to it wearing a Stay Woke or Wokest t-shirt? From royaltyshop.bigcartel.com. My personal favorite is the red and white one. So head over to royaltyshop.bigcartel.com to get one today. Again, that's royaltyshop.bigcartel.com. You now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke podcast, right here on the sonicbreakdown.com. Man, it's time Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by thesoningbreakdown.com. Head over there and check out our reviews today. Also, if you haven't checked out, check out our other show that's on the Stay Woke Podcast Network, and that's Could You Be More Specific with Jonathan Steele. He has episodes that come out every Tuesday and Thursday, so definitely check that out. And then, of course, come back on Fridays. And lately, we've been having some uh, special Wednesday releases. And so this is probably going to be tied into another Wednesday release. And it's going to be five albums that Kanye is uh, doing. And we already did the Pusher T um, Daytona album. We just did the Kanye album, Yee. And then today is going to be Kid Cudi Kanye collaboration album, uh, Kitsy Ghost. And of course, we had to have our man on it. Trav for another episode, uh, so he's gonna help help me break down this episode. This album, I was for me, I was highly anticipated. I've been a big fan of Kid Cudi's for a long time. His music kind of just resonates with me. Usually, the subject matter uh, resonates with me as well. So I was excited about this album, and I was really, really interested to see how the collaboration would work because most of the songs that I've seen uh, Kid Cudi and Kanye do together have been really well produced and re- well done. What about you? Were you anticipating this album or was it just something you, you know you were looking for but it wasn't high on your list of anticipated albums? Well, obviously for the anticipation, anticipation no, it wasn't super high. I mean, um, I'm not going to front. I haven't been a very big Kid Cudi fan, but I did listen to uh, his first album. I liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Good Friday, I think when Kanye was doing the Good Fridays, uh, Remember that series he was doing when he was dropping the track every Friday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard something with, with, with Cuddy on that. And I said, yo, they, they, you know, they sound cool together or whatever. So, But this, this, this was a good project, man. It was all right. It was great. And uh, before we get into the album, let's let's start off with the title itself, Kitsy Ghost. For me, initially the title didn't really click. It took me a couple of times and a couple of listens of the album to kind of really digest and internalize what I believe uh, the meaning means. And for me, the way that I took it was the things that scare us as kids really don't doesn't disappear because at the end of the day, it's kind of a representation. The things that scare us as a kids are usually things that, you know, adults tell us is made up or fiction or, you know, uh, or make believe that it's nothing really to be fearful of. But in essence, it's really it's just the kids fear of the unknown. It's, it's, that's really what it boils down to is the fear of the unknown. We, as kids, we know so little about, about the world. And so the things that we don't know, that unknown scares us. And that, to me, doesn't really go away as kid. you know, when we go to adults because we just translate those fears into other things. Instead of it being ghosts, it's self-doubt or not loving yourself. Those are the fears that we face as adults. So that kind of fear just manifests itself in other ways. And so that's kind of how I took kids see ghosts is, you know, kids see ghosts, we see ghosts, we all, everybody sees ghosts, and it's how you deal with those ghosts, which really determines your happiness in life, is, is kind of the way that I took it. Did you take it any particular way, or did did you kind of get the t- the title initially, or is it something you had to kind of sit with? I mean, when I first heard the title, I just thought, like, you know, the abstract thinking of Kanye, you, you know, <laughs> how do you, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I took it as, I really didn't know. Uh, Get it. I really didn't spend time get, giving it a, a thought behind the, the title. I thought it was just the abstract thinking of Kanye's, you know, artistry and Cuddy, you know, mm-hmm. that little thing. I didn't really, really. Uh, now that you said that and you broke it down like that, I, you know, I can kind of, I can kind of give you, I can give what you're saying and see it. And, you know, they also say that kids and, and animals see spirits. Mm-hmm. You know, adults. You know, but kids and kids and animals, they see the spirits. They always say that. It's nothing. You know, superstitious people. And, and ever since I've been growing up, you know, as a kid, they always said that kids and animals, uh, they they're the ones that actually see the ghosts and spirits. 
have encounters with with spiritual beings more than adults do. So. And, and no. I mean, I mean that that kind of ties into what I was talking about too. Is that that sense of the unknown and their their minds being more open, right. uh, w- would attest to allowing them to see those things or being more in tune with it. Just like with animals, um, they're they're uh, highly more in tune with nature than we are. And as kids, we're more in tune with nature right. as well. As we get older, we separate ourselves from nature because we think yeah, it's we elevating don't. when. That's kind of debatable. It's up to your, your, you know, your views on if you think that's elevating or not. I thought the the cover art was really interesting to me. It looked it, the the cover art definitely looked Japanese inspired. It looks like there's cherry blossoms. The imagery kind of reminds me of a, a an anime kind of yeah, scenery. Like anime I thought it was interesting as well as uh, the depiction of the ghost and how you have one that's kind of encompassing the ghost and then one that's kind of riding the ghost, kind of like conquering that ghost. I, that's the interpretation that I took of it. Yeah, that was a dope art piece. I, yeah. mean, I, I gotta look at it again and really kind of sit there and analyze it. But I just thought it was dope, a little, a dope art piece, and it does remind me of like a um, anime screenshot mm-hmm. anime. You know, what I mean, I, I, I was big into that Ninja Scroll and you know, <laughs> shit like that was my favorite anime joint. Gotcha. Um, and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, it kind of remind me of a, um, a yeah a screenshot of an anime. let's start going into the album a little bit but uh before we get into uh, the specific tracks what was your overall feel of the album sonically well it was it was a cool vibe man um it gave me kind of like a uh i don't know i can't really explain it It it's it's, it's, it's kind of like a a smooth vibe Mm. from the jump when our track opened up it was kind of i didn't know what to expect for the rest of the album because you know the opening track was you know yeah, push coming through. So, you know what I mean? I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't know what direction it was going to take. But overall projects, different feelings. been some laid back, some cool sounds. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a nice vibe out album, man. Word. Yeah. And uh, just uh, as well, I forgot to mention this earlier, just for our listeners, those that haven't listened to the album yet, it is seven songs and its runtime is about tw- is at 24 minutes. Again, right. as we said, all of his albums that he's producing will be having the, the running theme of seven. And my understanding yeah. of that is seven is supposed to be God's number. Now It is definitely the God number one. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not the biggest on numerology or anything like that. It's not that I don't believe it or against it. It's just I'm not as informed about it to really to speak on it further in, in that regard. But if anybody out there is big into that or knows a lot about that, we'd definitely love to have you uh, comment and, you know, inform inform me about, you know, the more significant reasons behind that number and things of that nature. Uh, so I would love to hear anybody out there that has that information. Going back to the feel or the sonic properties for me, I got a very indie rock bohemian kind of feel from this album. Um, it, there's definitely there's several sections that remind me or give me um, the same feelings that I get when I listen to Jimi Hendrix, you know, at Woodstock, that kind of feel, that kind of free love, that kind of openness and kind of explore the universe kind of energy is kind of expressed uh, throughout the album for me. And that is something which is really interesting. And it also brought me back to Kid Cudi's other album. I believe it's called uh, Speeding Bullet or uh, something like that, where it was very more heavy, more rock, indie rock kind of inspired. And as we get later on, there's a track that actually definitively reminds me of that album. But let's get right into, you know, the tracks. Again, it's very, it's not a, a long album, 24 minutes, seven tracks. But it was interesting, as you said, the first track starting with Feel the Love, that kind of set the tone of, you know, Feel the Love, of that energy of positivity. It's kind of what you you get from the sound. And then you get Pusha T coming in and he gives you a hard verse. It's kind of the antithesis of the the sound, but it works the way that it that it plays off of each other. Feel the Love. I really enjoyed that track. I really enjoyed the production on it. And I also like the, again, Kanye playing with space. Because if you notice at the end, when he does the more kind of beatboxing thing, it has a different, the the space of the notes and the sounds are filling up differently than they did in the beginning of the track when you have Pusha T's verse. So I thought that was an interesting uh, flow and dynamic, which makes it feel like a longer or uh, kind of like if it's it's two tracks in one is the kind of feel that I got from it. Yeah. 
I actually listened to Pusha T's interview actually yesterday on Drink Champs, on the Drink Champs podcast. And he told me how that whole, how that whole thing came through. He wasn't supposed to be on the album. He was like, like, Kanye's doing these albums in real time. When he tells the album's coming out Friday, like he might be putting the last minute touches on the album on Thursday. Like, <laughs> like this shit is, this shit is being done in real time. So he's 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 so he's, 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 like, he's running these albums like I run these podcasts. <laughs> right? Yeah, like he, like you can actually be putting some shit together right now as we speak, but it's not our shit that's coming next. You know what I'm saying? Like this is done in real. Like the album cover of this guy was going to his listing party in Wyoming and picked the fucking album cover. Like. Like, you know what I mean? For his shit. Like, so that's, that's pretty amazing. If, yeah, that's pretty amazing if you huh? think about That's pretty amazing if you think about that. Yeah, that's some that's some new way of yeah. doing shit, man. I mean, you know, that, that's like, you know, hands on, you know, uh, real time shit. Like, you know, last last minute. You're you going to get it Friday, but, you know, we're going, whatever we're going to add, we're going to add. <laughs> so, Push was in Montreal, I think, or he was in Canada. He might have been in Toronto. He was somewhere in Canada. And um, this guy was was getting ready to uh, do like a a show or um, a press run out there, and he got he got hit, he Kanye hit him like yo, we need a verse. And as soon as this guy, he wasn't on the fucking wasn't even like in where he needed to be at yet. He was like on his way there, and this guy had to write fucking studio and run up run and give the verse that first opening track of the fucking album. You know, and it's a nice verse too. Great. It's a nice verse too. Uh, for him to yeah, that just shows you, the the real ones are always prepared. The real ones are always prepared at any time, so that they won't miss an opportunity. Yeah. So this thing called MC, man, you know, you gotta be, a, you gotta be, you gotta be ready right on point. You know, it's like it's like a C four kung fu master. They, they they can get it popping right then and there. No training, like yeah, no no time for stretching. They don't need they, they stretch if they need to, but if they ain't got time, they're ready even without the stretch. Well, it's time to go. It's go mode twenty four seven. The next track after "Feel the Love" is "Fire," which I thought was interesting as well. If you think about it in the the regards of just the theme of you know you feel the love. What do you have to do once you establish a love? You have to build that. You have to build that fire and maintain that fire. So you have to maintain that love. So I thought that that's how I kind of took that transition from feel the love to fire. Fire was an interesting. Was yeah, fire was an interesting track as well. Really, for me, I'm I'm gonna be upfront. I really enjoy this whole album as a whole. As a sound, yeah. I, I was skeptical at first, man. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I ain't gonna front. Like I, ain't, I thought maybe it was gonna be a little weird for me, maybe. I, <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna feel it, you know. Like I said, because I'm not, you know, like with the whole Cuddy thing. Like I, I listened to the first album. I was like in and out of his shit. Like when it came to it, I wasn't really a big like. I wasn't really up on him like that. Yeah, and you know that, I mean? yeah, that's but, understandable. It, it's, 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 it's more moodier music in comparison to other, I guess, artists in hip hop. Right. So I wasn't, you know, I mean, like yeah, listen, I mean, like pretty, you pretty much know my taste for hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And and that, that's why to me it makes yeah it makes it makes when you said that you know Kid Cudi wasn't one of you know your biggest um, or you know you're not he you don't put him high on your list I can right. see that but back in, that doesn't back mean that also, yeah that doesn't mean that he's not right. good or anything it just it's not your taste and that's that's understandable right, right. I, I was a little skeptical at first but you know what I mean so after listening to this journey it's just a nice album man yeah. definitely. I really, okay. I really enjoyed just the concept of the fourth dimension of you know adding another dimension of or, or, or another dimension that we don't really kind of think. Everything we think of is in three D. Is is how we kind of perceive the world usually, and just adding that fourth dimension. And I took it as in the way that the production is is not is is unique. It's different. The way that it the 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 way that the um the layers are built upon each other, the way that the sample was cut, all of it's it's not I won't say it's different like it's same techniques that people have used for a long time, but the way that he put it together sounds different. It sounds very futuristic in in its uh, approach of the sonic properties, even though the sample is from a sample I think from the fifties or forties of Louis Prima, and the song is actually talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> um oh, shit. Okay. yeah it, it, when he says uh some some's coming he's talking about santa claus is coming 
So, so the, the, but the way that Kanye flipped that sample is beautiful. And like I said, the way that it's formulated sounds very futuristic and adds to that idea of the fourth dimension. The way that Kanye comes in, the way that Kid Cudi comes in, and as well as how short the track is. Like everything to me about this track is, it, it feels very modern, very, uh, not even modern, very futuristic in essence, because there's a shorter track. And I think that's where things are going, as we're seeing with these albums. I don't think that's just a coincidence that he's making all these albums shorter or, or seven albums. I think now seven albums, that's, you know, might be specifically to the numerology and Kanye kind of thing. But the idea of shorter albums, I think that's something that's not going away. I think that's going to be closer to what the staple of um, yeah. how we're going to yeah, get music is going to be. I mean, yeah, I think his camp's going to be doing that for a while. You know, I don't even think it's sure. just going to be his camp. I think that's going to be literally the transition in music. I think albums that are going to be released moving forward are going to be shorter. I think it works for some people. Uh, I'm not sure if I want that for everything. You know what I mean? You know, uh, I'm cool. I, li I like EPs, man. Like somebody asked someone from RJ Payne, it's a cat that I fuck with heavy mm -hmm. as, of, as of late. He's dope, man. He can say, yo, do y'all want an EP? Would y'all rather an EP or an album? And I was like, yo, um, EPs are cool as long as you got something to follow up with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. like with, this, with, with this next one coming up, this whole Nas thing, like, yo, we haven't gotten a Nas album since 2012. You know, Life is Good. It was an 18, what, a 15? 12 track album but the, the, I the deluxe so I think it went up to like 15 yeah I think it was a 15 or 16 yeah so yo we ain't getting one 2012 do you really want to get like I mean I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this nah shit but like yo we ain't get an album since 2012 <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like there was five seven track joint is that gonna be fulfilling for cats that's like Nas fans like us like you know what I mean like that is that gonna be enough you know, we've been waiting while long for the fucking Nas album. So I think it depends on the artist and how long before they had a project and like things of that nature. Like with Kanye, we, we, we're cool with that. He just gave us a seven track joint of his, and then we got this joint out right now. We talk about with, with Cuddy. Like, I think it kind of depends on the artist. Like, you know, even, even with Pusher, I mean, Seven drinks, but it was strong. This seven tracks was like super strong. Yeah. So I guess I guess it depends on the artist, man. I mean, I'm I'm not sure if I want that from everybody, unless we know there's something coming up real soon. Like yo, even with the Black Thought thing, it was like ten tracks. No, but, five um, tracks. No, not ten tracks. My bad. Yeah, it was five, five tracks. tracks. I'm fucking shit. It was only five tracks, but we know it's a volume one, so it's gonna be. A, you know that, and at some point we're gonna get a two or possibly a three. And so, and and just you know. just also for clarifications that the stream of thoughts is considered an EP versus these Kanye yeah, the yeah. pusher those are considered actual albums. So what what I just want to quickly touch on what you were saying is I I agree with you and I'm from the I'm from the school of we're used to longer albums we're used to complete projects we're used to you know full thought out drawn out stories things of that nature and so. I'm fine with that, and I and I agree with you. I think there is a time and a place for that. I think, especially when you're dealing with more um, detailed conversations, um, like the Book of Ryan, that couldn't be uh, that couldn't be condensed down to even ten tracks. Nah, that was yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, that couldn't be condensed down. K.O.D. That can be condensed down. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. I agree with you that there are going to be albums and projects that if you really want to get a full and really dive deep and, and get into really deep conversations about that, it's going to have to be a longer project. But what I was saying is, I think that's what the music industry is trying to push, is yeah. to, to condense mean, it down to sense. these shorter albums. Because how fast we're consuming music, it takes, you know what I'm saying, it, we're, we're consuming music at such a fast rate that, for the artists to consistently put out longer projects like that and meet the demand that society is quote unquote claiming that they want as in music being put out every year, every couple of months, it's going to be too, it's, it's unrealistic to assume that artists are going to be able to keep up with the demand and the pace and, and keep those track and album lists as long. 
So I think what is going to happen is, like I said, the albums are going to tend to get shorter to about seven or what the Grammy minimum, which is five albums at 15 minutes total. I think yeah, that's no, it's going to get think, scaled think, down so. closer to that. But I think, like you said, when you have real, I won't say real artists, but artists that are going to dive into complex, difficult subject matters, will get those longer, full, fleshed out projects. And I think that's how it's going to determine you know, the, the track length where I feel like before we had a standard of about, you know, you had to get about 12 to 15 tracks out for, to, for an album for us to feel like we got a complete album that we're not getting gypped on our money. But I think that's going away. That's crazy. I hope that we go get, I hope the industry don't get into like that. Cause I think, uh, I think they had cut it down. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like with the last five years, maybe mm-hmm. that, the, the albums that are being that are being pushed out through major labels like Def Jam yep. and like Universal. Yep, yep. They yep. already cut down the yeah. They cut the track list down to twelve already. Yeah, because I remember like, you know, what I mean? you know like, back in the day it used to be eighteen, twenty four. Then then it was joint, yeah twenty two, you know I mean? and then and then if you got a if you got a sixteen or a fourteen track, you're like oh that's a little short, but. <laughs> <laughs> you would still take yeah. it. And yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. As of the last, you know, five years at the least, we've seen it even be pared down from those 24 to 16 or 18 to 16 down to about 12. Yeah. And now they're getting even shorter. So that that's why I say that's why I think that's why I see the trend trying to move into that way. I don't think they'll go much lower than five to seven albums just because. Yeah, yeah that's. I mean, one again, the Grammy stipulations. I don't think that's going to change. Like, I, I'm, I, that's cool if this is the Kanye thing and they're doing a seven track. I love the number seven, seven. It's, you know, it's definitely a divine God number. I mean, that's cool. I get it. You know, I mean, it's a nice concept. It's a dope concept, concept, but I don't want that happening for the whole fucking industry. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm in the same boat with you. I just, I just think that's where it's going. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. I hope it doesn't, and I hope we still... I believe certain artists will, regardless of what the industry standard will be, will give us what they feel is right. But I think it's going to be... It's going to be far and few between versus becoming standard. And somebody said something the other day about um, somebody checked the Grammy qualifications, and I think it's, it's up to minutes, like... Yeah, it's 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 five yeah, it's like it's five tracks. You have to have five tracks, and each track has to be a minimum of three minutes. Okay. So it adds up to five tracks, fifteen minutes. Right. Is, is, okay. is the is the is the bare minimum for to be considered as for a Grammy for album. I, w- I wanted to move on uh, to a free Ghost Town or free, and that's Ghost Town Part Two. I thought it was interesting that it was kind of carrying over from Ghost Town, which was on Kanye's album, to uh, right. this being on Kid Cudi's album. And the idea of Ghost Town, that idea to now being free, free of that Ghost Town. What did you think about this track in p- comparison to Kanye's Ghost Town? I would have to, I would have to listen to it again. Uh huh. I really, you know, what I mean, I just kind of like went with the Florida album. Gotcha. I didn't compare the two, the two Ghost Towns. Um, I haven't done that yet, but I did think it was a cool track. I just didn't like kind of. I didn't connect it with the other one because I, you know, what I mean, I, mm. I, I, I would have to play Ghost Town one again next to go and then yeah, play back to back, following Ghost. You know what I mean? Also back to back shit. And I haven't done that yet. But when I, I you know, I, I really can't. Um, I don't know. I really don't know at this at this moment. For me, I enjoy Free better than Ghost Town, and I did enjoy Ghost Town on Kanye's album. Uh, and a lot of people seem to resonate and, and to like Ghost Town off his first album, especially the production-wise. Again, like I don't have a problem with it, but if I had to pick a favorite, I'd pick Free over Ghost Town. Okay. Uh, just for me, just uh, it was a little more rocker-esque in, in, in his sound. This And then this takes us to my absolute favorite track on the album, uh, Reborn. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. yeah, I like Reborn a lot as well, man. Yeah. That was one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, that's that, yeah, I like that. That's one of my favorite joints. People that were following on Instagram might have saw that I put on my Instagram stories Feel the Love because for some reason when I first downloaded the Kissy Ghost album, it was playing the songs in the correct order, but it was it had the wrong names for, for on my phone for some reason. So it had Reborn. Oh, shit. It had Feel the Love titled Reborn. So when I put that Instagram uh, post yeah, up, I had I always um forward always moving forward. And then 
anybody out there might notice that I commented on um, Jen's IG post saying, you know, Feel the Love is my favorite song. And the, actually, it was Reborn. So I just want to clarify that for everybody. Reborn has been my favorite song since I first heard the album till now. It hasn't changed. A little bit of the reasoning behind why it's my favorite track on this album is when I first initially heard uh, Reborn, something about uh, the production and the way that it's set made me like it made me really sad. It made me think about my mom. And for people out there that don't know, my mother passed away in uh, 2012. And after her passing, I kind of... I appreciate that. Uh, after her passing, I went through a, a depression, not kind of a depression. I did go through depression. There's a lot of reasons behind that, things that me and my mom were trying to work through and stuff, stuff of that nature. But this track kind of bring all those feelings back. And as the track plays on, it transitioned from that sad feeling to a more joyful, happy feeling. And the reason for that change is it made me reflect on, again, the, the passing of my mother and kind of all the trials and tribulations that I've been through in my life. And then it got me to here and it made me reflect on those things. And it made me realize that out of all those things that I went through, like I'm still in a good place. And I, I believe that if my mother were here today, it, you know, if she, if she had the ability to see me now, she would be proud of me and she'd be proud of the things that I've done and the way in which I went about doing it. So as well as just the way that I think, how how I treat others, I think she'd be very proud of that. And kind of this song kind of bring me all about that, about being reborn, about, you know, making it through these fires and still being reborn and, and moving forward. As the, the chorus says, always, always moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm always, always forward. So that kind of idea is what was pushed through that song. And then if, if you listen to the first verse, um, and then as the song progresses, the song, there's not that many uh, lyrics in the song, but the song doesn't ever feel like it's being stagnant to me through the production and the way that Cuddy's going over it, as well as Cuddy, the, the way that it ends, it kind of turns into a mantra, the way or a mantra or a chant or uh, a confirmation of, of what you might have in you of a capable on saying, always moving forward, always moving forward. So that's kind of how I took that song and that's why it resonates and gravitates with me so much is because I really connect with that idea of being reborn and that regardless of whatever you've gone through or whatever you're going through, you can still make it through that and and, and there will be happiness and other things on that other side. That doesn't mean that it will be consistently happy. You're always going to hit trials and tribulations, but you can always be reborn through those trials and tribulations. So Lord, that's... I mean, not, not, yeah, that's how I took it. Too, man. Word, your mother will be proud of you, man. You out here doing your thing, and you know? your intellect and everything. I'm sure she's proud of that as well. That's what, what kind of person you become, and and, and just carrying on your life and staying positive, man. So um, I definitely, I definitely can connect to where you where you come from with that. So um, yeah, I I had that connection too, kind of with the song about being reborn. Um, I went through trials and tribulations as well. And I remember a point in my life where uh, everybody thought it was a rap for me. Like, this guy's done, he's washed stuff, he's finished, he's, he's over, I went through some shit. And then and then the bounce back, was, everybody was shocked with the bounce backs. It's kind of like a, a like a resurrection of yourself. Like, sometimes you might go through some things and you might, there might be a chapter in you as a person. Mm. And that transition, that reborn, you, like, you can be resurrected and reborn with yourself and things that's going on with your life after yeah. you get over the trials and shit, like, to move forward. So I can connect. I can connect with that as well. Um, and it's it's a nice song because of that. Exactly. Like you know, just going by the words and in, in, in life. Like yeah, like that's that's definitely something I can relate to and feel. Even even if it became like a mantra at the end and like a chant. Like yeah, that's dope. That's something you know. That, that's that's something dope. And it happens every day with, with people. And people should, people connect to that. You know what I mean? So, definitely, definitely. That song too, man. Definitely. I listened to that shit last night. Matter of fact. That song and I played it like three times in a row. Yeah, and yeah. Every every time I hear it, I have to play it a couple of times in a row just because, like I said, the feeling that I get, like I said, the the feeling in the beginning, but then the feeling at the end, the feeling at the end is always positive, motivating. I feel like, you know what, whatever I'm dealing with, whatever it is, I can make it through it because I can be reborn through this. I can be like a phoenix. I can be resurrected in the flames, and 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 be reborn reborn again and become even better. The other thing that the the lyrics kind of took me to was as well as 
from Coles, K-O-D, where he has, I forgot which exactly song it was, but he says, happiness is in, it, happiness is in the mind. That This song kind of reminds me of that. It's like, at the end of the day, you're in control of your happiness. You're in control of how you feel. Nobody can control how you feel but you. And at yeah. the end of the day, listening to the song, it, get, it makes me feel positive. And that's the kind of the the kind of transition of life I've been on, I would say the last couple of years is trying to like transform my life in positive energy. I'm getting rid of negative people in my life and, and not in a, not in a malicious way. It's just, if you can't provide me positivity and, and, and good energy, yeah, yeah, be out. then yeah. we don't have to be together. It's no love loss. No, nothing like that. I wish you happiness, success, blessings, anything positive in your life, but I can't put myself in those situations. That's it. That's, that's, and I'm noticing that's changed how I feel about just everything and how people interact and how things are moving in my life as a result of those things. So it just, again, like I said, it just reminded me of that cone line of uh, happiness is, is in the mind. And so that when you get in these down spots or these uh, situations where you don't feel happy, remind yourself, I'm in control of this. And then, you know, take yourself back into that positivity. I do that, man. You know what I'm saying? That has to has to happen. That happiness has to be there. I don't care if you got a million a million dollars. You know, she was going on with Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these, these, you know, these people thought they were on the top of the world, especially Anthony, man. God, like nobody. That came out of fucking like yo. You know what I mean? But that just goes to show you. I had to explain that to my son the other day. You know, because mm. he, you know, he saw it on the news. He's like, yo. He was like, yeah, why, why don't the, but he was on TV and he had a lot of money to have, you know, mm-hmm. why would he, why would he kill himself? I said, I said, you know, I ain't, you know, because he wants to be an actor when he grows up, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And he wants to be, you know, he, he watches Nickelodeon a lot, he <laughs> likes those shows. Gotcha, gotcha. So, it was, so it's like, yo, he wants to be like that. And I had explained it to him, I said, yo, you know what I mean? Money, um, money's definitely a good thing to have. And it's cool to have a lot of money, but like, you know, you got to be happy with yourself and happy with your life as well. Mm. You understand? That balance. It's kind of difficult. For, yeah, it's difficult for rich people, man, because it's like, yo, unless you down, you got your day ones around you, like everyone is definitely to, has to be looked at and that's around you two or three times, like to, to, to make sure that it's genuine. It's like, yo, I can imagine how these people. I, I can I, I kind of understand how they get to that point sometimes because it's like yo everybody around them is trying to get like something maybe maybe trying to get something from or trying to get at them yeah you know coming in all types of forms like like wolves and sheep clothing like, like you never like, know, you know their know real I mean? intentions like, all angles like yeah like fam it could be anybody you know what I'm saying these yeah. cats can't trust like fuck I mean. We know in the world you really can't. I mean, trust is very limited and very yeah. it's a very uh, you know it's luxury that is very you have to be you know that's a luxury no one really can afford in this world, as, especially as of these days and times. But like yo, with people that are wealthy with, with money, yo, that shit is taken up to a super level. And it's like so I can kind of see that you know you have all this money, you travel. You, you know, but if you don't got your day ones, pe- people with you, people that's genuine, you know, it's all genuine love around. You got all these fucking people, you know, and it's like, yo, shit can drive you there, man. Rest in peace, Anthony and Kate, you know what I mean? No, definitely. So, as as, as, uh, we talked about, uh, which I haven't released yet, but it will be releasing soon. The book and Ryan and uh, Styles P, G-Host, or Ghost album, Check on Your Strong Friends. Definitely check on your strong friends. The people that you think are are the strongest, they they need to be checked on too. Uh, the people you rely on, the people work, that you go to work. for support and guidance, ask and see how they're doing because those are the people that tend to not get checked on, and they usually have a lot on their plate as well. So, uh, definitely shout out to work. to you know checking on your strong friends and and just you know just be there for your friends the best you can. And I understand time, money, all that is, is we're all trying to make it, but you know, definitely check on your strong friends. Absolutely. I want to, after, after reborn, which like I said, is my favorite album, our favorite track off the album. There's kids see ghosts, which is the title album or the title track. Right. 
the way that Kid yeah. C goes, the production and the way that Kid Cudi rides on it, it reminds me heavily of uh, Most Deaf, Black on Both Sides. Just mm. that that kind of feel of that kind of rock okay. feel that you, you get towards the end of um, Black on Both Sides. I forgot the, I can't, my mind's slipping me of the track list of Black on Both Sides. But there's a couple of tracks that this this feel kind of reminds me of of Kitsy Ghost, especially toward the end of the track where uh, Kid Cudi's just saying a couple of words, but the way that he's saying it, it like I, it, my mind, it just kept on taking me back to Black on Both Sides. Maybe somebody, let me know uh, anybody out there that if you feel in the same way and let me know what track it is, that would be helpful. I'm going to have to go do my research on that myself. Um, yeah, so that and and so that kind of reminded me of that, especially just the experimentation that uh, that album had for me, especially with the combination of rock and hip hop. I really didn't get that vibe. And for me, most Def was the real first one to bring that. A lot of people will say, well, you're forgetting Run DMC. I'm not forgetting that. I don't walk this way. I don't. To me, it's it's a difference. That was more of a collaboration where. Uh, the most deaf track that I'm talking about in this Kitsy Ghost, it's more not a collaboration, but more of that's the vibe that they were trying to create. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was a cool vibe. It was dope. And then uh it fits, it fits sonically. Yeah. And then we get to the final track on the album, Cutty Montage. Uh, and yeah. yeah, this is a really good uh track, a I good think, ending. I think that was my- yeah, I think probably that was my favorite, man. Yeah, th- that's my second favorite. And actually, yeah, I think. this is the only track that uh, Kanye did not produce. Well, word. Oh, well, 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 let me rephrase that. He's, he didn't produce the whole, the, whole, the whole track. The sample, I believe, was from Kurt Cobain. And oh, that was the, okay. yeah, the core of the sample. And as I was saying earlier, when, um, about Kid Cudi's other album, Speeding Bullet, this track took me back to that album as well just because of the Kirk Cobain sample of the the way that it's um connected to that kind of punk rock kind of era is very strong but Cuddy brings a whole uh, interesting approach to it and a whole sound and to me it just wrapped up the album very nicely this whole like I said for me I'm really really happy with this whole this entire project it surpassed my expectations uh, for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I came in not knowing what to expect, not knowing if I was going, if I was going to connect with it, not knowing if I was going to be able to vibe out to it. You know, we on this track. Really, I mean, I, like I kind of vibe with all the other joints, but this one I really like, kind of like set back and like really vibe to this to this track here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this, just the sound alone and the, the chant and the stage track. Yeah, yeah. Shine your light on me, you know that shit, you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and then and Kanye going into the to the everybody doing world peace, and to somebody shoots your niece, your niece gets shot in the dome piece. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a reference back to Elmatic. Yo, guess who got shot? Yeah, you know what I mean? That's from one love. That's who got shot the dome piece. Jerome's niece on the way home from Jones Beach. Bug. Like, that's kind of like connected to that, and kind of like. You know, lyrically, you brung, you know, you brung that with the lyrics and. The I didn't realness. even. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That's a, that is a, yeah. a, a. It is a perfect uh, reference to uh, Illmatic. And think about it. That's the last track on this album. Who is the next to come up? Nas. Nas, yeah. That's that's that's. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even. I did not even peep that connection. Uh, oh, that's that's dope. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's dope. I caught that. Yeah, well, I didn't. You know, yeah, I didn't catch that. That dope. yeah, that was that good catch, man. That's a good catch because and like like we said, it's the last track and then Nas is coming up next. It's kind of a nice little subtle uh, segue to Nas. Yeah, this just to give just to give somebody kind of like a mental revisit, like yo, shut them back to Illmatic real quick and then yeah, go check that album that out. Yeah, go check out Illmatic while you waiting for this Nas album to come out on Friday. Yeah, that's a nice little Nas. One love, one love, one love is a reference to that. You yeah, those who know Illmatic know, but. Those who probably aren't sure, yeah. Um, it's a track. First of all, you gotta listen to the whole album. That's like a perfect fucking hip hop album of all time. Yeah, classic. Um, classic. Like that shit is in the fucking hip hop bible. Yeah. Of fucking. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, but um, yeah. When, when, when you listen to this, we talk about this song. We talk about now. Kanye says, "Yo, everybody wants world peace until they moose get shot in the dome piece," and then that's the 
reference to Elmatic yeah. One Love, and he's like, yo, yo, well, he's writing a letter. Basically, it's a song him writing. He's, he's rapping, but he's actually like or the verses writing the letter to his homie in jail, yep. and he's putting them on what's going on. The woman like, yo, 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 gosh, guess who got shot? That Tony Peace, Jerome's niece, on the way home from Jones Beach's bug, like. You know, it was just kind yeah, of breaking pay, it down. Yeah, paint that picture. You know, paint that picture of this yeah, is picture. this, this is this is what you're part. missing out here. You're not really missing much, but it's crazy yeah. out here, just like it's crazy in there. And, and you know what? Speaking of like painting the picture, this that whole Kanye verse painted a picture. Yeah, like the, like the, 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 the you know you need the need and that was one of the piece the the art on 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 a concrete crying like yeah. you know what I mean you can picture all that in your head man and, around that you know and that's why you. I enjoyed this album better than Kanye's because the production the production yeah, I feel production on both is is up. is really great but the difference is here everything matched up the production the lyrics wow. the concepts the the spacing I just think he did a this was just a better album uh, than than right. Yee's album. Uh, as and of, as of right now, if if we're keeping a, I guess a tally, I would put for me Kid Cudi Kanye album collabo mm-hmm. as number one, Pusha T number two, and Kanye number three. I agree with your the connection that you made with Omatic. I think that was that was brilliant. Just love the I love the, the vibe of that, that track. I was like, yeah, I, I think that this track, the last joint, is the, the one that I, I kind of like that and reborn like those two joints yeah. or the or the two tracks that I vibe with the most and I play that I play more than one time. Yeah, same here. You know what I mean? Like, same here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know what I mean? I can sit back and vibe out because, you know, I like to do my vaping thing and I sit back and just vibe out and vape my juice and, you know, drink my little pool or whatever and just vibe out and kind of like put my own picture in my own head, you know. Because I used to be an MC back, in, like, way back. You know what I mean? I can... I'm not, I'm not, I don't really want to step back into that arena, but <laughs> I can just, you know, I can, I love the vibe off of instrumentals and I love like a, a certain sound and I would definitely, I have to find something, the project's good to me if I can find at least three, at least two or three tracks that I can vibe out to, mm-hmm. this is sitting vibe too, like really, like it's, it's okay if somebody got a couple of good tracks, you know what I mean, but be able to vibe out to at least three good Three, three or four good tracks of all the albums good for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you for, for me, I definitely and that's how I really realized how much I enjoy this this album is because I would play it and I would realize certain times when I'm playing it, I'm like, I'm not I didn't even realize that, you know, the album's done in, in essence because like you said, you're vibed out because you're just enjoying the the feeling and the production that right. and then I'm like, Oh, it's over. Oh, let me go run. Then that's why I got to listen to multiple times. It's like, oh, I got to run that back. I need to listen to this. Like, <laughs> I need to. I want to. I want to hear the words again. I want to pay attention to that aspect of it again. I just think it's like sure. I said. For me, this is a really, really good project. Listening to this album, and then comparing it back to the Kanye album, and comparing it back to uh, Pusha T's album, it made me the the thought that came to my head was, man, Kanye really should just be producing. <laughs> like he should just be yeah. really be like focused on executive producing and not even not even saying that he shouldn't collaborate which because i this is a good project but i think the reason why this was such a good project is because this has kit cuddy's input on it it has kanye's production input but you can tell that production was guided by the artist because this has a different feel than Pusha t's album but the production like i right. said on Pusha t's album there's certain tracks I can't see anybody else rapping on. On this yeah, album, that, yeah, that, that shit is, yeah. on this album, there's fine. certain tracks I cannot see. Like Reborn, there's no way I can see any other artists on it. On Cuddy Montage, there's no other artists I can see on it. And to me, that speaks to how well Kanye works with these artists and, and providing a sound for them. He keeps his own essence it, because it, we know I, that these I are Kanye's. Things, but but to me, not only did it highlight how excellent he is as a producer and as an executive producer, because you know he executive produced all these, but to me, it emphasized and highlighted even more his lack in lyrics. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Like that, it, it, it highlighted one great thing, but it also highlighted a negative about Kanye that his lyrics aren't there. And we just mentioned the lyrics that he had on Cutting Montage being, you know, very good. I'm not saying that he can't provide good lyrics. I just don't think he's at the 
ability of a lyricist to give us enough lyrics for a complete album. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I never see. I, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't. I don't know if I've said this before, but like, I never put him in that realm of like. I, I, I mean, of lyricism. Different. I said the same I thing. Never. I, I've never put him. I remember when everybody was tripping when, when College Dropout came out. Like, this guy is like, I'm like, hold on, dog. I like y'all. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's dope. He's cool. You know, he got a cool vibe. I like through the, I love Through the Wire when I first heard yeah, it. Yeah, same thing. And like, instantly he became like, people put, people put him in this, like, fucking, um, like, this greatness catalog. I mean, this greatness tier. I'm like, wait a minute, D. Like, I never put him. Put them in that. Yeah, see, for me, you know, production wise, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, Just like you said, definitely one of the top. But as far as like an, uh, as artists, like this guy's being put with, you know, with the greats and shit. Back, back then, when he was like on fire, I never put him in that that fucking category. Well, so, I, well, I I put him in the category only on production. production on yeah, that's producer, that's maybe. the same thing for me. I I love College Dropout. I love Graduation. All those are great albums. But and 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 me going back to it is, even going back through those albums, he had great lines. But if you if you constructed if you take out all of the production and you just took out his lyrics and and um, broke them out for all of his tracks, and you compare them to other great lyricists, we would not we wouldn't. There's no way you can have that conversation. You cannot have that right, conversation. So, what what I always thought is he just knows how to he's he's he to me he is a musical genius he knows how to make sounds work yeah he knows how to make sounds work that will make it enjoyable to us and that is an art that's amazing and and that's why I say because when you say that oh well he's not a he's not a lyricist but there are he does have he does have lines. The, 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 he has, no, he has great songs. Yeah, he what has I'm great songs, but like, he's not a lyricist. You can't put him in the same category right. as Black Thought. You can't put him in the same category as Lupe Fiasco. Right. You can't put yeah, him in the same category as Nas, uh, Rakim, right. no, Pharrell no, Monge, no, no. Yasin Bey. You can't put him in those categories. No, fuck no. And so that's no. why, because I got in this same conversation with uh, Jonathan Steele, who does uh, Could You Be More Specific uh, podcast about that. And I was like, because he brought it up with the Drake Pusher T beef. And I said... Well, Drake going at Kanye is, uh, especially when you're talking about him writing the lyrics, I was like, my understanding, true hip-hop heads and people that are, that are you know, hip-hop heads never put Kanye in a lyricist category. They put him in, no, not he's, he's, no. he's, he's a dope artist, he's no. a dope producer. He dope, he's a dope artist. Yeah, like Definitely. that. But we don't put him in the lyricist category. Just like, no, no, no. Just like we say about Drake. You have good songs, right. you have good lines, but if you're not writing all your stuff, we can't consider you a, a true lyricist. That does not yeah, take away yeah. that you know how to make great music. <laughs> that does not take away from you how to know how to make great music. And right. and and I want and I want people to think about it in this way. Michael Jackson didn't write every song that he sung. Yeah, but that's that's different rules though. Cause no, I, have to, I, have, I know, I have, but that's I have, but that's what I'm saying. But we we don't, we don't we don't we don't take away that he was a great artist. That we don't right. take that away that he. Because even if you have words on paper, he has to determine how to sing those words. That's a craft in itself. So right. it's the same approach. Like when we say Kanye or Drake isn't a lyricist, it's not a slight. Like it's like saying Michael Jordan, you're not the best passer in the world. Okay, right. <laughs> he's still the best basketball player in the world. So like you can't be great. you can't be the best at everything. And right. I mean, and, and that's fine. Black Thought is a great lyricist. We he's he, he's not he's not he's not a he's not a great producer he's not a great music producer, <laughs> but that doesn't take right. away from him. As I, mean, a, I mean, if you got both, it's cool. That's that's a fucking that's great. Yeah, you know and, and it's rare. Lyricists and you can craft fucking and you're a beatsmith as well. Like oh, like that's that's fucking that's great. Yeah, that's is is but it's rare, Prince. Oh, he, well, he, uh, I, I never knew he made. I never knew he did production, man. Yeah, all the, I mean, that. all his music is that was his production. He, yeah. So, oh shit, what? Yeah, that's his production. He, oh he, shit! The man knew how to. He was taught me something. Yeah, the, from my understanding, he knew how to play like thirty-one different instruments. And a bunch of ass in basketball too. And you know, yeah, and, and, and then serve you some pancakes. <laughs> Game. That's crazy. I didn't know that. You just taught me something. I did not know that, man. I thought he had like a team of uh. A certain, 
I knew he had his own certain sound. Yeah, he has a, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, uh, I didn't now, know that he just taught himself. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's, that's why, that's why to me, that's why I always put Prince in that, in, in, a, like a separate pantheon for me because of, of that. But, uh, back to, back to the Cuddy and, and the Kanye album, like I said, I, this album is really, really, really good to me. I really hope that Kid Cudi and Kanye do another collabo project again in the future. Yeah. Just it because, like this. yeah, because if, you know I mean? like, yeah, because if if this is what they come together, they need to keep doing it. Or absolutely, salute to them, hats off to them, salute to them. They made a great project, man. That's what's up. First, I want to say, everybody, go check out the album. It's called Kid See Ghost. Yeah. It's on all platforms that you can wow, get music platforms. on. And I want to say thank you to Trav again for doing another uh, great podcast with me. I appreciate that. We will course, definitely man. be doing. Family. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. We definitely will be yeah. doing the Nas one. So that one, get, get prepared because we're going to have a lot to talk about yeah, for that well, one. Yeah, Nas up next. Oh, we will have it before we get out of here. Um, I also saw that Shahada Prince had tweeted on, I don't know if it was a tweet or an Instagram post. But Kanye told him to get his seven songs represented. So, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Shaha may be added to this uh, to this album joint. You know, Shaha is one of the illest out of yeah. good music. Yeah. So um, we might be giving Shaha the print seven track Kanye produced to add on to this collection of albums that's dropping for June. So be prepared. But Nas is up next. Y'all already know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for the Nas one. Uh, I just thank you for breaking that news. Uh, if that is the case, I'm definitely Word. excited for the Sahai because right now Kanye is in his own. Word. Again, separating all the other shit. I'm just talking about the music here. Musically, he's in his own. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not yeah, doing, we're, we're not, yeah. not talking about the Trump thing. And yeah, the, we're not the doing that. We're not getting into that. That's a separate conversation. Right now, we're talking about the artist, and we're talking about, you know, the, the genius of the musical genius that Kanye is. All this extra shit with the meltdowns and the Trump shit and the Magna hats and all this shit, we're we, we not getting into that. So, and everybody's, everybody that listens to us, we all adults here, y'all know how to separate a, a, a person that, you, that you're cool with outside of work and, and, the, and the poor work you work with. It's too, you know what I mean? I, yeah, you better com- compartmentalize. You gotta like yeah, you well, got to compartmentalize. Thank you, Trav, for doing this podcast again. Uh, definitely yeah. come back next week. We will be having the Nas as well. And definitely go check out Could You Be More Specific. That show's on every Tuesday and Thursday. He addressed uh, some of the issues we address, and he addresses other issues as well. So check out Jonathan Steele. Definitely check out Trav on Instagram and Twitter. And definitely check out Scrolls of Rawness. You got to check that out. It's a dope page. Definitely uh, follow him on Instagram and and respond. See, you know, he responds back. And uh, stay following all of us. And you know our motto. Live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. Love more. And we out. Mm